you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. That's right. Welcome to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Good day to you. We're so glad you're here with us on this beautiful Tuesday, January 26th. I am your host for the show, Amy Johnson. I'm also the lead correspondent at the AHL Report, and I am joined every week by my wonderful co-host, who also happens to be the founder of Rocket Sports Media, and that is Rick Stevens. How are you today? Caught me fixing my headphones. I thought you were going to say your hair. It's because of my hair. I, my hair. <laughs> I have hair problems. I definitely have hair problems today. Really? I, well, for a while now. <laughs> okay. I, the, the pandemic thing, right? I haven't had a haircut since Fe- February 17th, 2020. <gasps> February 7th, 20, February. February 17th, 2020. I have not had a haircut since then. So I have hockey hair and it gets caught in the headphones from time to time. And really? I just need to adjust that before we started the show. <laughs> Are yeah. you all right? I th- I'm think I'm, I'm ready to go. Are you ready to start Can't now? Can't <laughs> imagine putting, well, I guess, I guess I did. What? Put on a helmet, um, you know, a mask. Like I had a Krista Osgood mask, you know, oh. bucket that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'd have hair out the back right now. Wow. Yeah. Well, Carrie Price is sporting the flow uh, right Yeah, actually he is. Flow That's right true. Now as well, That's true. So. Yeah. It's got a little bit of salad going on back there. Wow. <laughs> the, could we, st- the salad thing, I'd like, it's hair, it's flow. Like, well, yeah. no, I, I mean, no different than you. You you have to deal with things, hair situations. My hair, I know. Well, every, most people I'm sure listening know that I have long hair to begin with. Because my hair is so long, I only cut it, I don't know, every four to six months. So in February or March last year, I was already two months overdue. And I haven't, so I haven't had a haircut since August of 2019. All right. <laughs> I'm not, and that's not an exaggeration. August of 2019 was my last haircut. So my hair, like Rapunzel, yeah, I'm coming for you, Rapunzel. Hair was also an issue on Hockey Night in Canada uh, a couple of oh, shows leave back. leave Elliot Friedman alone, you know? <laughs> Even Brian Burke piled in on on whether he colors his hair or Kevin BX just... Yeah, no, I don't like well, Kevin BX on the broadcast, but I, anyway. I don't either. But, like, you're the new guy. You don't come in there and take pot shots at one of the most respected, yeah. long-running guys on the panel. Like, just... Yeah, that was silly. Mind your business, Kevin mm-hmm. BXA. Mind your business we have a super show for you today like holy hockey lots been of it saying for so long oh went talking coming but could, could we have less because <laughs> i know i'm personally trying to cover four freaking teams now and i most days i don't know which direction is up i am just 
The content on the Rocket Sports uh, media uh, <laughs> websites, allhabs.net and, and ahlreport.com, is insane. The The contributors oh. are have ramped up their production. We're tired. And, uh, <laughs> but it's great. It's great. And and the uh, hockey fans are back. They, are, they have been invading the websites mm-hmm. uh, and our Facebook pages and... and uh, all social media and uh and yeah it's fun it's uh, a lot of traffic a lot of listeners to the podcasts mm-hmm. um and uh and keep coming because there's just a lot of content being cranked out by our fabulous rocket sports team that's right we've got new contributors we've got uh, longtime contributors doing new content um for the flyers fans that are listening um i've really kind of ramped up the flyers coverage so now we've got a game day preview that comes out every game day as well as the game recap but now that the phantoms have started their training camp we're getting that underway laval's getting their camp uh underway the last few days so chris g and i have been kind of tag teaming that coverage uh rick's been doing a great job you know headlining the the habs coverage shoo Mm -hmm. the rest of the you know Mike Rashel, Joe Whalen, Carly, Sam, Sammy, yeah. uh, all, you know, it's just been nonstop. So make sure you've got all of the Rocket Sports websites bookmarked. That's allhabs.net. It's ahlreport.com. Flyers fans, you can even plug in flyers the, uh, the com and bookmark that. That'll take you to your Flyers coverage. Um, and check it all every day because we've, as Rick says, we've got a ton of content coming while out. you're bookmarking yeah the press that, that will get you to all of our podcasts Ooh. Mm-hmm. Wow. or canadiansconnection.com to the montreal canadians podcast that i do every saturday with joseph whalen who i'm i just before we get into our content here um oh we're I, not talking about fantasy it just reminded me that on he saturday's canadians connection podcast he um yeah he had some comments to make about our all habs uh fantasy hockey league he did he did and uh they and were particularly in our directed chat. at you yeah mm-hmm. he got blasted in the team chat all right so we'll leave it at that he had a, he had a he had a good uh first cumulative week in all Habs fantasy hockey. I will, I will tip my hat. He did well. Uh, I was back and forth with, um, Michael, a long time, all Habs fantasy hockey participant, Michael. Um, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael, uh, Mike Enright. Yeah. Mike Enright. Yep. And, um, he and I kind of sparred back and forth all week at the time on Saturday when Joseph felt he needed to get his barbs in, I was losing by a point. By the time the podcast had published, I was up a point because there was an afternoon game, but I ended up uh, down a point for the week. So, yes, Joseph Whalen. He's feeling pretty confident. I, you know, congratulations on your first week. Don't get comfortable. Season's shorter, but it's still, there's a lot of time. Have you checked the schedule yet to see when you two, uh, your two teams clash? Because this will be epic. Oh, I know. It'll, it 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 will be. I haven't looked. I haven't looked. I don't even know who I'm playing this week. Um, we're well, gonna we're gonna check this right now. Okay. Because inquiring minds just want to know. Uh, let's. Of course, see. we play all Habs uh, fantasy football, uh, and that uh, came to an end uh, not so long ago. And 
uh, now the All Habs Fantasy Hockey League, uh, both leagues commissioned by our very favorite commissioner, BZ05. Two weeks, Whalen. You got two <laughs> weeks. You got this week and you got next week. And then me and you, buddy. Hope you're ready. All right. Get the proverbial, get the knuckles cracked. Ready to go. Coming for you. <laughs> he doesn't know what he started here. Yes, he does. Yes, he absolutely does. He's not new to this rodeo anymore. He knows exactly what he's he doing. Pretends he's very innocent when it comes to the <laughs> fantasy sports. Oh, I love that guy. All right. Um, so we are going to kick things off in the first set. There's so much to talk about in the NHL and AHL that uh, we are only going to keep it to two segments today. We're not going to do... Uh, not a whole lot happening beyond the AHL. So we're two segments for you today. In the first segment, we're going to just touch on uh, the Canadians and the Flyers and both of their AHL organizations since those training camps have actually started. Uh, and then in the second segment, we're going to go around the AHL. Holy man, the closer we get to February 5th and that potential start date for the league, uh, the the nuttier uh the news that comes out a few times a day uh, surrounding the league gets. Uh, so we've got uh, this, the schedule came out. So we'll talk about that. Well, it sort of came out partially. We'll talk about that Some and explain teams. that. Um, we've got a possible complete change to the schedule question mark. That's going to throw a wrench into things. Um, and also just an update. Uh, there's uh, teams, of course, AHL teams are masterfully, filling their rosters now since a lot of you know veterans went to play in Europe or a lot of your top tier guys are playing up in their taxi squads so there's been a bunch of activity as far as signing uh, AHL contracts and we want to make note of one in particular uh, and then Rick actually has a very special feel good finale that's just going to make you feel great spudtastic <laughs> I'm here for the potatoes. Spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's kick things off. Last week we started with the Canadians. So this week we're going to start with the Flyers. So Habs fans, just give us just a second. We're going to get through some Flyers news first. Um, of course, as I said, go to theflyersreport.com. You can get uh, all of the recaps from all of the games uh, that took place over the past week. That includes a full my full game report, uh, as well as stats and video highlights and the three stars and um, the lineups for the night and, and all sorts of stuff. So make sure you're, you go to check those out. But the, the big thing that we know is the Flyers are halfway through their first road trip of the season and uh, their time in, in Boston was miserable. Um, they lost... Um, their first game, in fact, Carter Hart got, got pulled in that, or no, I'm sorry, Carter Hart got pulled out of a game earlier in the week at home against Buffalo, but against Boston, um, lost both games, but the, the most recent one on Saturday night was an absolute blowout, embarrassing top to bottom. Um, it was just, it was abysmal. Uh, lost that one six to one, um, and it was just terrible. Um, and a lot of the Flyers' struggles have started ever since Sean Couturier went out with a rib separation in injury. And then they happened to lose Philippe Myers, who has a fractured rib, 
And they also lost Morgan Frost long-term uh, after dislocating his shoulder. So, you know, you lose your, your Selkie winner um, and you lose one of, one of your top defensemen on a, let's be honest, um, pretty middle-of-the-road uh, blue line. Um, not something that there's a ton of depth on. And Shane Gostaspare hasn't played a game yet because he's been on the COVID protocol list, recovering from COVID-19. Um, and that's where the Flyers' struggles have really started to crop up this past week. Well, um, yesterday they practiced in Voorhees uh, in between their road trip to Boston and their road trip to uh, New Jersey, which starts tonight. Um, and sure enough... Shane Gostaspare, full practice participant, uh, is activated on the roster, should play tonight. Uh, so that should be a huge boost for the Flyers' back end. But also Sean Couturier and Phil Myers skated on separate ice. Um, and, and Couturier was talking about how painful his recovery is. There's still no timetable for return, um, but it's, it's encouraging to see them out there for sure. Rick, I mean, it's just... The Flyers don't have a really solid defense core, uh, and and with Matt Niskanen retired, I don't think they realized. I don't know. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I think they did know what a big hole Niskanen leaving was going to to create. But now, with all of these injuries piling up on the back end, it's just become kind of really urgent, really quickly. Well, that's uh, yeah. That's the question: is is uh, did they realize the effect that Matt Niskanen was going to have? He was. Um, I I've seen during the games. Uh, I think it was Bill Meltzer that that said, uh, "Boy, they could use Niskanen right now to calm everybody down uh, when things were going, uh, you know, um, sideways in the middle of a of a game." He was the kind of guy who could calm things down on the ice and and uh, quiet voice in the in the locker room to do that as well um and uh yeah it's it's tough on the on the back end Provorov okay on the the first pairing that's where he should be with Gostas beer um there's been some you know there he's he's had a tough time there uh Travis Sanheim without his regular partner Friedman will be beside him uh, and then Hag and, and Braun on the, on the third pairing uh, looks like they need some uh, they need some help on the back end because um, and I mean it's obvious they're giving up up too many goals their right. uh, goal scoring is is fine but uh, but giving up way too many goals they 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 certainly are uh, the neutral zone has been a disaster the the giveaways and the turnovers are are coming back to bite them in droves. Um, the offense isn't maintaining good puck possession. They're not getting good offensive zone pressure. They're not getting to the net front, which means they're not getting good quality scoring chances. And so they're not producing offensively. Uh, the defense is leaky and, and Carter Hart didn't have his best night on Saturday. Um, so all of that has been a recipe for a very early in the season kind of meltdown um, and so looking to quickly get back on the right foot tonight. Um, Gostas Bear, after practicing yesterday, said, I feel really good. I'm thankful COVID-19 didn't hit me too hard and it didn't affect other people. Um, it's, uh, it's interesting. I mentioned, <laughs> mentioned Rick, that uh, Carter Hart had a, had a kind of a frustrating game. And whoo, you saw the video, right? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I thought it was very. I, I thought it was funny that Leah Hex Leah Hextall <laughs> retweeted that and said that looks fam ilier. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I I I there was no reason for him to apologize no. afterwards. I, you know emotion and and it was after oh excuse me um you know Hextall didn't ever apologize. Uh, Rask uh, who has a tantrum every now and again. I don't yeah. remember him apologize. I, I didn't I didn't see anything wrong with it. Particularly, he didn't offend anybody in the building. No. <laughs> there was nobody there. So, no. um yeah, I I it was fine. It was fine. I, it was, you know, and it showed that he's exceptionally frustrated. Um Drew said yesterday that he almost he was very tempted to join him <laughs> in doing that. <laughs> uh, that um, would be funny. It would be. Um, and apparently the locker room is pretty much ribbing him now. Like, so how much those goalie sticks cost? How many you got left now? They're expensive. They are. Um, so, yeah, and Carter Hart came out like immediately after after that happened, um, apologizing and saying it wasn't very professional and that's not how he likes to conduct himself and that he was sorry if he offended anyone who saw it. I mean, I was, to me, I said that just, like, Carter Hart doesn't need to make that apology, but the the fact that he did showcases what a professional he is and and that he felt the need to apologize immediately. And I think I think part of that is, even though Carter Hart is, is quite young himself, he really focuses a lot on his young fans, kids, um, and I think he very much embraces um, how much of a role model he is for kids. And I'm I'm betting part of that apology came with the mindset for him of I know there are kids that look up to me and are and are watching, and I don't want them to think that that's okay to do. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, and I mean I don't I don't know if I, I that's me speculating just just observing carter hart but um but yeah i mean it happens and it's elliot uh now brian elliot is getting the start tonight uh against new jersey when they go back on the road um i think moose has been very um very stable in the back of the net um in the net uh, the times that he had has played i think that Vigneault probably just wants to calm things down uh back there for tonight um but it was funny, Elliot said, quote, I'm sure he's seen me hit my stick on the post a time or two. It's something you go through. There's going to be rough patches in any career. You have to go through the ups and downs, managing it well, managing it poorly. He came out and said that's not how he wants to portray himself professionally, but it's something you just have to go through it. Um, the guys know that his heart's in the right place and he wants to do the best job possible. I think that frustration just poured over to the end of the game. Um and so, you know, it's he was very understanding. I think I think Carter Hart's going to be fine. I think I think it really was just a. I think the only time you need to apologize is those guys who skate off the ice and uh, get to the bench and then start smashing their stick and there's pieces fly everywhere and the poor equipment managers are ducking <laughs> and right. everything else. Then, then you can you can toss well, around some apologies, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, so following his lead and 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 show of professionalism, should we hold our breath for uh, Jake Voracek to offer a little? No, bit I think Voracek. No? I think Voracek will be fine. <laughs> he'll be fine. Uh-huh. You know, he'll be fine. Um, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms got their training camp underway finally. Uh, in fact, their roster was just released yesterday. Twenty-five players. Um, 
and they started the training camp today. In fact, uh, I was on a call on a media Zoom call with head coach Scott Gordon this afternoon. Uh, look over at uh, the AHL report for that audio. We were gonna we'll be posting that. Uh, in fact, I seeded it. Uh, I have the audio that just came through on my system, so uh, that will be published at the AHL report if you want to hear what Scott Gordon had to say after their first day of, of full practice today, uh, and we will be meeting with a couple of players via Zoom tomorrow. Um, Rick, you know, it's um, there's there are plenty of guys on this roster who are back from last year, but there's also plenty of new faces, including uh, just like, you know, most AHL teams are currently seeing, uh, they've got some CHL contingent. Uh, Zade Wisdom uh, is there, who was just selected um, fourth overall this, this past year. Uh, Tyson Forster, um, was also is also there uh, as well as Mason Millman. Um, well, actually, Mason Millman uh, was a was a 2019 draft pick. But um, you've got this contingent of of younger players who are, you know, you don't want to call them underagers, but they're there earlier than they're typically allowed to be present at an AHL camp. That's true, and uh, it's it's always been we've talked about it before we talked about it with Patrick Williams the the arrangement between uh, the CHL and the NHL uh, it's different than the NCAA it's different than players from Europe and um, and it's it's being um, well it's it, it's the agreement's not being broken just bent while the CHL players don't have a place to play uh, they'll be allowed to play in the AHL, so we see uh, several of them at uh, at the, the different AHL camps around. That's right. So you're returning players for the Phantoms, just to kind of keep you up to date. Tyler Waterspoon is back at camp, as is Cal O'Reilly. Uh, Maxime Sushko is there. Matt Strom is there. Max William is there. Um Let's see. Chris Bigra is there. Pascal Laberge, David Kasha, as well as Felix Gol- uh, goaltender Felix Sandstrom. One name that is on there, which our Habs fans will recognize, is Ralph Kudemi, uh, who played 11 games for Laval, but also played for the Reading Royals in the ECHL, which is the Flyers ECHL affiliate last year. So he is also uh, back at camp. Um so camp will continue. Scott Gordon said today was was a pretty pretty uh, standard day that they've actually been meeting with the group since last week, uh, going over uh, just notes and systems and kind of getting everybody on the same page and so forth. Um, but but things are really kind of starting to click together now. Um, Rick, one last thing regarding the the Flyers organization before we jump over to the Habs and Laval is that, of course, as we said, AHL teams are moving uh, mountains to to fill their rosters, and the Phantoms actually added a pair of forwards today. Um, They signed... uh, Forward Chris Mueller to a PTO and Garrett Wilson to an AHL contract. Uh, together, these guys have fourteen about 1,400 pro games between them. Um, Mueller has won the Calder twice. He's also won an NCAA championship. Uh, last year, he kind of split his time between Syracuse Crunch and the San Diego Gulls. Um, 
and uh, Garrett Wilson, people will recognize, uh, Phantoms fans will recognize from uh, his years with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Last year, he played, uh, our, our Laval fans will recognize him from when he played with the Toronto Marlies. So a couple of, uh, that's that's an instance, Rick, where, where they're adding experience. They, they need some, some big guys who've got some big time experience on the roster. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who the who emerges as um, leaders on the club, and yeah. and certainly it's going to be Cal O'Reilly, it's going to be uh, Ty Weatherspoon, um, uh, but we'll see if we see uh, players like Shushko and and Kasha, uh, you know, take on more of the offensive role and and emerge as uh, as leaders on the team. Um, lots of lots of talent there. We'll see how it all plays out. One of the things Scott Gordon did say on the line today that is that he thinks that the Phantoms will have one of the younger um, rosters at least to start, and maybe that was part of the thinking behind signing these two, um, just because of who they've got up on the taxi squad. Um, they've got a pretty young group at Phantoms camp this year, so um, could be another another reason for those additions. Now, if we switch gears over to the Habs... Um, now we're now we're like fully in in Rick's circle here because he has been immersed in Habs land night day and otherwise uh, for the last week. Um, the Habs are f- coming off of a pretty extensive road trip to start their season. In fact, Rick, I don't believe they've had their home opener yet. Um, what's what's been the general the general feeling around the Canadians uh, on this lengthy Western Canada road trip? Well, you. You got to get a rope and lasso Habs fans and bring them back to earth because they're just floating these days. A terrific um, start to the season. Uh, six games on the road have not lost yet in regulation, and um, I think I think everybody's pretty thrilled with the product uh, that they see on the ice, um, especially uh, um, you know the performances from the newcomers. Uh, are all making their impact quite early. And we talked about that on uh, the last episode of uh, Canadians Connection. You want to catch that at canadiansconnection.com. Um, I, I think it's um, there There are things that need to be worked on. And today at practice, they were working on some of the defensive structure. Uh, they're giving up uh, too many opportunities uh, in their own end. And, and uh, uh, some of... The new additions, uh, Joel Edmondson for one, still getting used to the new uh, zone defense that uh, he's being asked to play. So um, penalty killing is also uh, something they'd like to get better at. Uh, but so far, uh, the offense is clicking and um, and uh, they've been pretty successful. Home opener against Calgary on Thursday night. Tyler Toffoli is having himself a week. Well, certainly against the the Vancouver uh, Canucks, he uh, his old team, uh, he uh, he was tremendous and uh, was chosen as the NHL's um, first star of the week. Uh, also made uh, brand. You talked about brand new columns. Joseph Whalen has a brand new column uh, every Sunday where he picks uh, the Canadians' three stars of the week, and Tyler Toffoli was also uh, the first star there. Wow, very nicely done. Uh, one. One of the, since we, I know that you and Joseph, for our Habs fans, you know, Canadians Connection really is our our, um, central Montreal Canadians and Habs-centric podcast. So, 
yes, be sure you're catching that on Saturdays. If you don't catch it when it comes out on Saturday, head to the Canadian uh, head to CanadiansConnection.com uh, and you can catch up uh, there. But one of the things we want to focus on, particularly on this podcast, is the prospect side of things. Um, let's just talk for a moment about Jake Evans and the progression that he has had. Uh, you know, last year, I can remember us speaking with him um, after, was it rookie camp? Had Might have been rookie camp. Might have been right after training camp. Um, and, you know, he was having difficulty with his confidence and and wasn't quite sure of his place uh in the lineup because that was getting shifted around a bit and um you know as as the season wore on and he kind of settled into his role and steadily improved and then was given more responsibility he really kind of blossomed and then uh, you know the playoffs came around and then this year has come around and my goodness what um you know, it, it kind of makes me chuckle a little bit when I see fans on social media just, oh my gosh, Jake Evans is an NHL player. What a what an amazing kid. I'm like, yeah, that's Jake Evans. Like, good job. Good for good for him. You know, he's everyone is finally seeing um what what us folks who cover the AHL beat have been seeing for a while and have been wanting the kind of success we've been wanting to see him him enjoy. Oh, it's interesting that, uh, yes, he struggled last year uh, for the first couple. It wasn't just a, a few games. It was the first few months of the season. Uh, and in fact, um, his first goal didn't come until uh, the, he, uh, an, um, an empty net goal. And that was kind of engineered to get him on the ice and get him the puck and get him the goal uh, to kind of uh, uh, spark his his production, which after that was... was uh, uh, stellar, but um, he referenced that um, his first game this season uh, wasn't very good at all, and he only played five to six minutes uh, in the game. He was he was having a hard time. He was struggling on on faceoffs. That was the game against the the Toronto Maple Leafs, the opening game of the season. And he said um, that all of the struggles that he had last season helped him with that so that when he went out in the second game, he wasn't tentative. He wasn't worrying about making mistakes. He wasn't, um, he, he was trying to, to, to play the game that the way he was uh, taught to play the game. And he's, he's been great. Um, so now he's, he's up to uh, 12 minutes a game on average. Um, he's, uh, got a couple of goals for himself. Um, he's, uh, uh, strong on the, on the fourth line. Um, and he's had a change of, of, uh, of line mates. Um, and, uh, he's, he's probably, well, not probably the, the go-to guy, as far as the penalty kill right now, Phil Deneau, for whatever reason is really struggling, uh, on the penalty kill. He's struggling to win face-offs on the penalty kill. Um, so it's usually Jake Evans first over the boards and, uh, he's even got himself a shorthanded goal. That is Jake. And, uh, yeah. So, um, he feels confident. He's, he's got a good attitude. He was even asked, uh, we played it on the Canadians connection this past weekend. 
uh, how he felt about temporarily being assigned to the taxi squad, something that Can- Canadians do to uh, accrue some cap space. And he said, um, you know, that's uh, that's part of this year. I feel fortunate to be playing hockey, being paid to be playing hockey, and uh, other people have it much rougher. And so uh, I doesn't it isn't a problem for me at all. Very mature uh, attitude, and uh, and his game on the ice has been mer- very mature as well. I, I appreciate that from him uh, and, and wish wish him continued success. It's been great to see his season so far uh, really come come through like that. You know, uh, there's another player at the AHL level for Laval who, who had a similar sentiment about being that right now just being grateful to have the opportunity to play hockey no matter what, and that was Alex Belzeal. Uh, he had a tremendous answer to... Uh, when uh, I think it was Herb Sikowski had asked him a question about, um, you know, the Canadian division is going to be a, a really limited number of teams and, and how are you going to feel about playing such a small amount of teams constantly? Um, and Belzeal's response, I was very, uh, I was very pleased with it. He basically said, look, um, I'll play the same team 40 games in a row if I have to at this point. We're just all really grateful to be playing hockey, uh, no matter what that looks like. Um, and he said, you know, when I, there were times, it's not new to me when I played in the ECHL, he said there was a, there was one, um, there was one month that he played one team nine times in that month, I think he said. And uh, so, um, it's, it's good to see that these players do have a bit of perspective of that, they're fortunate to be doing what they love and still being paid to do that, uh, even though the circumstances are a little different. So speaking of the Laval Rocket, they have been uh, full swing with their training camp since Friday. Uh, today was actually a day off for them after their first intra-squad set of intra-squad games that happened yesterday. Um, if you head over to ahlreport.com, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Chris G and I have been kind of tag-teaming coverage uh, for the Laval Rocket training camp. You will see a post from every day of camp that includes the audio from the post-practice media Zoom call availability. Um, and either Chris or myself uh, can be can be heard on those calls, um, you know, asking some questions of, of Coach Bouchard, as well as uh, a number of players. You can hear interviews from Xavier Ouellet, Alex Belzeal, Laurent Dauphin, uh, Yannick Veilleux, Lucas Vedemo, and uh, yesterday's was uh, Raphael Harvey-Pinard and Gustav Olofsson. So be sure you head over to check those out. Um, Rick, it's, it's again, it's an interesting scenario for them you know they've they've also got some some young guys and and the challenging thing for Joel Bouchard is that his young guys a lot of them are coming from the states and so um they've had a succession of quarantining periods and and they still don't have everyone quite on on the on the ice surface yet because there's still some guys stuck in quarantine 32 players invited to camp. Uh, there's uh, now three players uh, that will be joining uh, camp in the next few days. Uh, those three are Yassi Yalonen, Arsen Hizamudinov, and uh, Corey Schooneman. Uh, they will they will be joining camp quite soon. Uh, like the the Flyers, uh, you talked about young guys. Uh, the the Canadians have four players uh, from the CHL: uh, Jacob Laguerre from the Sioux Greyhounds, 
Uh, Caden Gooley, the, the recently um, uh, drafted Caden Gooley, also played in, in uh, World Juniors. Uh, normally plays uh, with Prince Albert in the uh, WHL. From Everett, there's Gianni Fairbrother. And Jan Mishak also uh, played for the Czechs in the World Juniors. Uh, he plays in the OHL with the Hamilton Bulldogs. Uh, those four players are a part of camp right now until they have a, a place to play. Absolutely. Um, and I should mention uh, in yesterday's uh, the day uh, training camp day four interview audio with Joel Bouchard, I asked him uh, what his impressions are of Jan Meshack so far. I encourage people to go to listen to that. Uh, his face, Bouchard's face uh, just lit up like a Christmas tree when I when I said the name Jan Meshack. He's he seems to be very excited about uh, Jan, uh, says he's said the word he used a lot was that he has great spirit. Uh, seems to be very enthusiastic. He said he asks a lot of questions, that his English is very, very good. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And particularly despite the fact he said, you know, and, and it's something that perhaps folks hadn't considered, um, is that having to wear a mask all the time because of COVID uh, makes it different, d- makes it even more difficult for the non-native English speakers um, to communicate because they can't watch people's mouths. Mm-hmm. They can't watch them talk. They can't see their lips moving to to try to understand what words are. So he said, you know, even despite all of that, uh, his English is very good. And he just he loves to ask questions and, and he seems very, very, very enthusiastic. So I thought that was great to hear. Um, and as far as the three goaltender situation, yes, there are three there. Caden Primo, Michael McNiven and Vasily Demchenko. Um Bouchard did confirm, uh, he basically said, he he used the words Caden Primo and the big picture in the same sentence. So it's it's pretty much been set in stone that, that Primo is going to be um, the goaltender that gets focused on. Um, but he said, you know, having... Having three goaltenders in the rotation will keep opponents guessing um, that they will try to, you know, shuffle through ice time as best as they can. He said that he was very impressed with uh, McNiven's attitude, uh, considering all the the juggling that he's gone through. Um, So, Rick, it seems that for now, um, they're just going to roll with with three goaltenders, and and we'll see how how all of that works out. But it sounds like Caden Primo is going to get a brunt of the workload. Well, we heard uh, Stefan Waite's uh, interview. Uh, he has a target number uh, as far as games played in the AHL uh, for Caden Primo before he, he'd even be considered um, in a promotion. Uh, Caden Primo's only played 33 games, I believe, in the AHL so far. Um, and uh, depending on the number of games, uh, we, we don't know how many games uh, we'll uh, the uh, the team will play uh, somewhere between 24 and 40 this this season, um, and uh, the number uh, that that Stefan Waite mentioned was 150 games in the AHL uh, minimum. So um, that means that that they need Caden Primo to get uh, you know a, a vast majority of the starts, maybe two thirds of the starts. Uh, uh, this season and next for sure, and and then we'll see after that um, how his development progresses. It's very exciting. Uh, the Laval Rocket resume training camp tomorrow. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, 
They are practicing almost exclusively at the Bell Center, where they will play all of their games this year. Uh, they won't be out in Place Bell at Laval um, at all. Um, and so it is a bit of a, a juggle for the sanitizing crews um, at, at the Bell Center. They're not only having to completely clean between Laval and Montreal being in the building, but once you start also factoring in uh, when a visiting team is in the building as well, then there's then there's three cycles of of sanitizing that has to go on. I, I tip my hat to the the folks that are in charge of that in the in the facilities management for the Bell Center. It's going to be it's going to be a, a circus, I'm sure. Um, but Laval resumes uh, training camp tomorrow. They have another intra-squad game on Thursday and a final intra-squad game uh, Sunday night. But they will continue with training camp practices every day through next Thursday, February 4th. Uh, so they will be out on the ice training every single day. And uh, as we said, be sure to follow along at AHLReport.com uh, for all of the latest interview audio and updates on that. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we've got ho, 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 some AHL news to go through. Um, it's a uh, speaking of circus. <laughs> uh, it's going to be really uh, it's going to be a nail biter to see how these these next two weeks unfold. So you won't want to miss a minute of it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report. And watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel, at AllHabs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Thanks again for joining us and staying with us. Uh, I am your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And don't forget, now that we are just in the thick of things with hockey, for sure, uh, you want to be following us on Twitter. Now, there's a few ways for you to do that. First and foremost, you want to follow the AHL Report. That's at the AHL Report on Twitter. If you're a Flyers fan and you just want Flyers content from 
from Rocket Sports Media, you'll want to follow at the Flyers Report. Uh, Rick on Just About Every Day has lots of Habs content on his Twitter timeline. Uh, that's at All Habs, and you can find me at Flyers Rule. So lots of choices, uh, but if you follow at the AHL Report, that's a that's a good start. Uh, the AHL finally announced... At the press zone, Doc. Oh, at the press well, zone. That's why I didn't, you know, zone. there was already four. I didn't want to... <laughs> can we push it one more? Can you, can you follow one more account? At... Just one more. The press zone. For this podcast. Would it kill you to, to, to follow one more account? <laughs> at the press zone. I don't know. Have you, have you reached... I don't, did we increase our number of... of <laughs> Of player moves for the week in fantasy hockey is there is there a quota for uh, for how many? Uh, you can follow as many. Yeah. <laughs> um, the AHL released their schedule finally, um, and uh, the season will begin on Friday, February fifth. The regular season will conclude on Sunday, May sixteenth. Um, Games per team are ranging anywhere from the twenty-four to twenty-five games up to forty games. So it's a pretty wide differential on <laughs> which teams are playing how many games. Um, and the Phantoms are playing, I want to say, 38. I want to say 38 games against three opponents. They're basically playing uh, Hershey and Binghamton a whole lot, and as well as Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Penguins. And keep in mind, Binghamton is not playing in Binghamton. Uh, they will be playing in New Jersey. Um, I believe it's the practice rink for the Devils is where they'll be playing, I think. Um, so lots of lots of excitement there. Um, I should also mention, I forgot to mention this uh, in the last segment, that the Phantoms will have two preseason games. They have a preseason game at Hershey this Sunday, and they'll have a preseason game at home against Wilkes-Barre, I want to say, towards the middle of next week. Um, the interesting thing about this schedule coming out, Rick, is that there was a gaping um, bunch of omissions. Mm-hmm. There's a whole division that doesn't have a schedule yet. Uh, Chad, the four teams, uh, just four teams in the Canadian division, Belleville, Manitoba, Toronto, and Laval. Mm-hmm. We don't have a schedule for them just yet as protocols and permissions and those kinds of things are still being worked out. Right. The, for for Belleville um, and for Toronto, they both play in the province of Ontario and Ontario has not yet given the green light for them to play. Um, and so until they figure out if they're going to be able to play or if they're going to be able to play on time or if they're going to have to delay for two weeks or if perhaps Belleville's going to find somewhere else to play. All of those kinds of things have to get worked out um, before they can finalize what the schedule is going to be for the North Division. So, yes, yeah, so that means the Laval Rocket does not have a schedule as of yet. Um, but, Rick, there was there's now this isn't official news yet, uh, but there is a, a beat reporter uh, out of California who reported um, that it's looking like now the Stockton Heat, who are the Calgary Flames AHL affiliate, might 
say, um, I think we're going to go play our season in Calgary uh, so that we don't have to deal with that whole quarantining across the international border thing if we have call-ups and send-downs. Uh, and this is just, if this actually happens, if Stockton does not play in Stockton and in fact moves to Calgary here in the 11th hour to play there, uh, this not only throws a whole wrench into the Canadian division scheduling, but oh my goodness, the travel implications. True. Um, yeah, the the Stockton Heat uh, can't move to Calgary and stay in the Pacific division. Um, the Pacific Division, we, we recall, as we ma- mentioned, the, there was some realignment, temporary realignment. The Pacific, Pacific Division has eight teams currently. Um, that's, in comparison, the Atlantic Division has three, Hartford, Bridgeport, and Providence. Uh, Canadian Division with four. So uh, Stockton, um, if they temporarily move and play out of Calgary, would likely be relocated to the Canadian division, making the Canadian division have five teams. Uh, you mentioned the beat reporter was also um, uh, TSN's Darren Drager, who said there's a strong chance that Stockton will be playing their games uh, out of Calgary uh, this year. Um, as you said, nothing's been confirmed just yet, uh, but it shows you uh, just how how fluid uh, the situation is. And, and you can understand, um, you know, from the Calgary Flames point of view, um, you know, how it, the difficulty in moving players back and forth from an AHL affiliate uh, to the, the NHL. But, you know, same problem is going to uh, uh, Edmonton um, and, uh, and Vancouver are going to run into the same situation um, with their uh, affiliates in Bakersfield and Utica. So um, uh, we just don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, but the date, the February 5th start date is uh, looming quite quite soon. And, and these decisions are going to have to be made quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you have it, then you have the potential to have a Canadian division that's got a team all the way out in Calgary, which means you've got to schlep Laval and Toronto and, and, and and Belleville all the way out to Western Canada and and vice versa. Um, that that adds a whole new uh, contingent to the travel and the itineraries and and all of those logistics. Um, I feel very badly for uh, the the folks who work uh, in Stockton for the Heat, support staff, front office, things like that. The, the article even says that that. Um, there were those who spoke anonymously that said that they hadn't even been given any advanced notice about a possible move. Um, and that, uh, the, the County health officer said that she was in the process of, of being pretty close to approving them for play without fans when she was informed that they're not going to be playing in Stockton. Um, so I'm not sure why the sudden, uh, you know, I guess, I guess it, I, Perhaps they took a good hard look at what it was going to actually mean for for the team to be in different countries for the season. Um, it's just unfortunate that it's all happening at the very last second like this. Um, and and isn't it interesting that that the city um, 
uh, and the Flames chose not to. Uh, they couldn't get the negotiations done as far as the extension of, of mm. their affiliate agreement. Uh, the five-year, uh, the previous uh, agreement had expired. They agreed to continue negotiating and have a temporary uh, agreement for one year. Um, wouldn't it? Wouldn't have been better to, to have that done and how that all plays into mm. the decisions that are being made. Yeah, it'll be. Um, and, and even though the, the article says the decision to move the team to Calgary for this season does not mean that they will not return to Stockton. But if Calgary gets a taste of having their AHL franchise very close by geographically, um, do the fans and employees of, of Stockton suddenly face a new season next year with no franchise coming back? Um, that would be unfortunate for them as well. That'd be a, a, a terrible way to lose your, your franchise um, in the city. So all of that, we'll have to keep an eye on all of it. Um, again, um, things are being, conference calls are taking place every day, trying to hammer all of this out. Uh, more and more this week, we are hearing reports and rumors from uh, Zoom calls that various GMs and whatnot are having with the media that uh, there are a lot of GMs who are fairly confident that a Calder Cup will not be awarded again this year. Um, that is the, one of the big question marks is, will there be a playoffs? Um, some players are allegedly very firm in saying we better have playoffs. Um, others are concerned about the pay structure. Um, but there's a lot of GMs that are who are saying, I don't think that we're doing, I, I don't think that there's going to be a Calder Cup that, uh, awarded this year. Um, so we raised that very question a couple of weeks ago with mm -hmm. Patrick Williams saying, does 24 games and some playoffs, uh, constitute a, a championship? Uh, and we, we, you know, it was a question on our minds and certainly, um, it's been confirmed that that's also on the minds yeah. of, of some of the, the, um, uh, executives in the AHL. Absolutely. Um, one, I think it was Patrick who, who may have tweeted that one of the rumored solutions is going to be something along the line, if, if they choose to go that route, uh, that they may instead just do kind of a, a divisional playoff and then, and then crown a, a divisional champion. And that, and that's as far as it would go. Um, so we'll have to see, we'll have to see how all of that plays out, but there's a lot to figure out in, uh, we are now less than two weeks away. So, Buckle up. Um, one last thing that we should mention. Uh, we said that there's lots of rosters who are, are getting filled um, and players getting signed kind of all over the place. The Texas Stars had themselves a day uh, just a, a couple of days ago um, signing six forwards all in one day. Hmm. Six. Nick Baptiste. We know that name. We do. Cole Schneider. We know that name, too. Nick Moutry. Yeah. Nick Moutry. Derek Barach. Josh Melnick. There's one more. All right. Can you guess? Do you know? Well, I know who it is. I was so going to say, go I'm ahead. It's uh, Nikita Sherbach. It is Nikita Sherbach. And I stand up and applaud. Um. Sherbeck has had, oh my goodness, I mean, it is just not, it's, it's, it's not been a, a, a normal couple of years for him as far as, you know, after leaving North America, going and playing for a couple of teams in the KHL, coming back to Canada, um, 
you know, got married, has baby. Um, and I've seen, you know, there's been lots of people who've had the big question mark on, is Nikita Sherbach going to play pro hockey again? Um, apparently the answer is yes. And apparently he's obviously been keeping himself in shape. Uh, he has earned himself uh, a contract with the Texas Stars. So I say congratulations to him. I hope this is the beginning of, of, of a really good turn of the page and a new chapter for him in his hockey career. He's 25 years old now, uh, former Canadian's first-round pick. Um, he had a modest uh, season, as you said, playing in the KHL last season, 11 points in 31 games. And, um, and last year, uh, you know, I think, uh, becoming a dad, uh, was a big deal. Certainly he, he seems awfully excited about being a dad, a new dad on, on social media and, uh, but his passion, uh, which maybe have been, um, dented, uh, towards hockey has been renewed and, and he's going to come back and, and, uh, come back to the AHL and, and, uh, come back to North American hockey where, uh, he's, he's always said that he, he really, that's his goal to play is, is in North America. Absolutely. And he's getting that chance again. Uh, so best of luck to him. Uh, we'll see, uh, if he can, if he can kind of forge his path forward with a, a, a new look in the AHL with the Texas stars. So good for him. Um, before we wrap things up today, I know that you have just been in potato land over there. You've been since since the moment we started the show today. Mm-hmm. You've you've I mean you even said I'm just here for the potatoes. There's nothing like a Cavendish potato. <laughs> the saying goes. <laughs> uh-huh. Mhm. Really? But see this combines this potatoes. This is our feel good finale. This combines potatoes, it combines hockey, it combines broadcasting. Um, it combines one of the, the, the cities where I lived, uh, that I, I loved. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's just a great story. Um, and I, and, and listen, you got to giggle, uh, when you see the, the, uh, the, the headline, uh, which I showed you today that, uh, the Kitchener Rangers are, are in inviting you to participate in their 25th anniversary, Don Cameron potato night potato night potato night yes fries um, for everybody is it like, <laughs> is there a deal on fries listen this is a great situation i i i it's no secret one of my favorite ohl teams are the kitchener rangers i like the london knights as well lived in london attended knights games attended a lot of rangers games um at uh, and and saw um, Bernie camped out uh, in front of the Kitchener Odd for hmm. uh, for uh, Potato Night. Um, at least that's what the the, the photo <laughs> shop said. Um, really, but uh, this 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 is something that goes back twenty five years, and um, it included uh, broadcaster. It's named for Don, a broadcaster. Don Cameron. Uh, Don Cameron, well-known in the Kitchener-Waterloo area uh, as a sports broadcaster. He was the original play-by-play uh, broadcaster right from the inaugural season in 1963 for the Kitchener Rangers. Um, he broadcasts like uh, every game uh, for the Kitchener Rangers for 50 seasons. Uh, that was over 4,000 broadcasts. Wow. Uh, the primary play-by-play guy. And, and uh, um, 
um, had a had a bit of a, an illness and passed away uh, in 2018. But uh, his potato night has continued, <laughs> um, and uh, Don Cameron uh, was uh, came from uh, Prince Edward Island, and uh, we know that. Uh, a big they part like of the their potatoes. they do the sustenance from from <laughs> PEI <laughs> potatoes. potatoes. So they came up with this idea to help uh, the House of Friendship, which is um, which is a, 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 a charity uh, in Kitchener that that helps homeless. Um, and uh, over the years, they have donated um, a half a million pounds of what? potatoes. Um, this organization, um, they, they operate various charities, including giving out, uh, meals and, and whatnot. And they use about 300,000 potatoes a year. So this is a, this is a big deal for them. Uh, now this year it's going to be a, uh, a virtual night, uh, obviously. Um, and they're only accepting, um, uh, uh, monetary donations, but normally, if uh, I and I look back to to last year, last year's uh, Don Cameron Potato Night was January twenty fourth, twenty twenty, and uh, the Kitchener beat uh, the Sarnia Sting seven four. So the headline was Rangers cook the sting on Don Cameron Potato Night, wow. and uh, what happens is uh, they ask people to bring in their potatoes. <laughs> All right, and so in not the, to throw on the ice in the concourse in the in the entrance ways uh, last year, and I should say in, during the game, Kitchener uh, for the special occasion for Don Cameron Potato Night was wearing their Memorial Cup jerseys, which are the best by far, bar none, the best jersey in in the uh, in in the CHL. Um, it's got a, a, a veteran with in a helmet. Uh, it's, oh, it's, yes, yes. yeah, it's, mm, it's, a it's very gorgeous. Nice, yeah. Um, anyway, they, they collected 5,000 pounds of potatoes in the concourse. All right. And $7,500, which they used to buy potatoes. So in, in the, the, the end, it was about 30,000 pounds of, of, uh, potatoes that they donated last year. Wow. Mm-hmm. So this year they're taking virtual, um, they're taking monetary donations to buy potatoes. Right, on the web. But do they, like, but there's got to be something with a potato. Well, they will buy, but they will buy potatoes. There's no, like, uh, virtual, like, show us your potato. Like show us your best potato recipe. Well, you can the other the other way you can participate is to go to Zare's supermarket. Zare's part of the Loblaws chain, and at most Zare stores in southwestern Ontario, they have um, in the Kitchener area for sure. They have the donations oh, where good. you can pick up your potatoes and drop and, them off. and drop them in the in the bin. Perfect. Mm-hmm. We love it. Potato night. The Don Cameron potato night. For the Kitchener Rangers, for um, the, uh, the the fr- house of house of friendship. Well, let's help them make up some lots of French fries and baked potatoes and mashed potatoes and scallop potatoes and all the kinds of potatoes that you could ever want uh, for those um, for those less fortunate folks who uh, are are well served by that organization. Great feel good finale. We love it. We love that you were here with us again this week. Uh, as we've said, hockey is really coming back into full swing. NHL is certainly in full swing. The AHL is starting to heat up. Uh, you won't want to miss a second, so be sure you come back with us again next week for another great episode of The Press Zone. And uh, we'll be here with lots more information, lots more news, and uh, 
We'll see what happens. Enjoy the week and enjoy hockey. We'll see you next week. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.